You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Well, there's certainly not a dull moment this weekend, most weekends recently, right? Right? Let's get into it right here, man. Gators, hot on the recruiting trail. This is Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter, at GatorDave underscore SEC, bringing you, once again, another episode and these are the ones you know that just uh come along naturally get a commit let's go do an episode bringing you the the info on these new commits these new recruits and the big big weekend for the gators up front on the defensive line one surprise with norman over the weekend but we were looking for saturday with kelby collins and today on sunday with cameron james felt good about both florida gets both with the surprise of Norman, but right here on Sunday, Cameron James commits to the Gators, giving the Gators their third defensive line commit in just two days. Coach Chaos, this staff, on fire right now. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Really, really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown, bringing you all these commitment recruiting episodes Subscribe, get those notifications, turn those notifications on so you know when an episode like this goes live, you'll get that notification. Hop in here, have some fun with me right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Leave a comment. Recruiting's on fire right now. I know it maybe took a bit to start feeling good about recruiting. I know there was plenty of comments when it wasn't going so well or when it maybe didn't look so well. Let's turn that around leave some comments about the positivity going on around Gator Nation right now. You can feel it. I can feel it. Let's go. Check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. Put in more coverage there of the Gators. And, of course, on Gators Breakdown Plus, if you want a chance to be in the stadium with a pair of tickets to Florida versus Utah, you can join Gators Breakdown Plus for a chance to win a pair to get into the stadium there. And, of course, the Discord is hopping with all this recruiting news. All right, Gator Nation, let's get to it. You know it. 
we got to commit Cameron James from Orlando, Florida, Olympia High School, six, six and a half, 265 pounds, a four star on both recruiting services, 24 7 sports composite, and the own three consensus. We will get into a little more about the rankings here for Cameron James. Very interesting prospect here for the Gators. But on the surface, let's start right here on the 24-7 Sports Composite. He is the 188th overall player in the class, the 28th defensive lineman in the country. On three, 213th overall player on the on-three consensus and 26th defensive lineman. But as I said, we need to dive deeper. There's a couple storylines here with Cameron James that I know you guys have followed. I have followed as well. But if you go to own three soul rankings, just their rankings, where they don't include 24-7 and rivals and ESPN, own three's own rankings has Cameron James as the 23rd best player in the country. The 23rd best player in the country. That is what some people think of the potential of Cameron James. That can't be overstated. That should not be overlooked. You know, you can dive into a lot of rankings with a lot of recruits, but when you see, you know, 188th overall on the 24-7 sports composite and the 213th overall on the own three consensus, but you dive in a little deeper and then see that he's as high as the 23rd best player in the country, that deserves to be noted. Florida was James's first big offer back in February. The staff identified him early. Uh, no doubt that helped. Being in the in-state school helped as well. But Florida, Coach Spencer, this staff identified James way before and offered before the other big schools out there. Florida offers, then comes Auburn, then comes Miami, then comes Georgia, Florida State, Alabama. And one interesting storyline here, because of that, you know, Florida identified him early. He wasn't that highly ranked. Nowhere near where he is right now. He had a, he's had a big rise in the rankings. And 24-7, you, know, you can go back and look at the history of rankings here. And as I said, there's a couple storylines here to follow with James. How high he is on, on three and the rise of his ranking on the 24-7 rankings. They had, had him... As the 385th ranked player back in April. And he's been on the rise since. Official visit to Florida on June 17th. Then the next week's to Georgia. And that decision come down to the two schools. Florida beats Georgia here for Cameron James. So yesterday, Florida beats out Alabama for Kelby Collins. And today, on this Sunday, Florida beats out Georgia for Cameron James. But that's the type of player you're getting here. Florida identified him. He was as high as the 385th ranked player in the country. And now you see him on the composites in the on three consensus up here as the 188th on the composite. The 213th on the on three consensus. As high as a 23rd best player on on three. So if he goes out there and has this big, gigantic season, this senior season, he could be shooting up even more. I know Rivals is not that high on Cameron James. That's where his ranking gets pulled down a bit. 
But looking at it here, measurables, potential. You're going to love a player comp coming up that on three has. But six, six and a half, 265 was the latest measurables that the recruiting services have put out there. So we're looking at it right here. 24-7 Sports' Andrew Ivins back in February had this analysis. Long limb pass rusher that could eventually morph into a monster up front. Grew up playing primarily basketball before devoting more and more time to football. Has continued to juggle both sports throughout high school, but seems to understand that he has a better chance of making more money one day as a defensive lineman than he does a power forward. Very green from a technical standpoint, but can win more times than by more times than not by simply being a better athlete than the person lined up across from him. Bends relatively well for someone that's over six foot six and does a nice job of chewing up turf as he works his way into the backfield. Struggles to anchor at this stage in his development, but will likely improve that aspect of his game as he adds more mass to a frame that believe to be hovering somewhere around 245 pounds. Must also get better at formulating a game plan in passing situations, or at least improve snap anticipation, as that will prevent him from being washed away on a regular basis. Tested exceptionally well after a junior season in which he totaled 13 sacks playing in the Sunshine State's highest classification. Should be viewed as a boom or bust type of prospect that could emerge as an NFL draft pick if everything comes together. Could be molded into a variety or different things depending on the defensive scheme. However, seems destined to be a strong side type at the college level. On three goes on to share their thoughts. Tall defensive lineman who was one of the more athletic and disruptive prospects at the position in the 2023 cycle. Measured at over six foot six, 265 pounds prior to his senior season. Ran an outstanding 4.98 second electronically timed 40 yard dash. Primarily lines up as a big defensive end for his high school. A twitchy mover with explosive finishing ability behind the line of scrimmage has outstanding play speed at his size. Strokes down ball carrier from the backside, consistently wins due to his athleticism and speed in pursuit, shows a good burst off the ball, and is borderline unblockable when he gets a good jump. Finished with 21 tackles for loss, 13 sacks as a junior. Also plays basketball where he shows the ability to throw down some powerful dunks. Has room to add muscle mass once he gets in the college strength program. Will continue improving his technical ability, namely his hands, and overall polish. Has the upside to finish as one of the top defensive linemen in the cycle. Now here you go. Here's the player comp we're all going to love. Cameron James' size, length, and explosive athleticism making plays in pursuit as a big defensive end at the high school level reminds us of former five-star Carlos Dunlap. Gator. There's national championship teams under Urban Meyer. You get a comp to Carlos Dunlap, you're doing something right. <laughs> so Charles, pa- Charles Power of On3 went on to say, James made a massive jump of nearly 130 spots of, in On3. Now, th- this was the jump. We talk about the, the storyline of his ranking and how it rises. He's made a jump in On3 from 152 to number 23 overall. He's impressed at the Under Armour camp in Miami this spring by ripping off a sub-five-second 40-yard dash, 
finishing the shuttle in 4.45 seconds, checked off a pair of important boxes in terms of measurables as well, recording 34-inch arms and 9.5-inch hands. On the field, he's a twitchy mover with the ability to affect the game behind the line of scrimmage. He knows how to win on Friday nights with his athleticism, agility, and speed. James also has the ability to pick up ground while in pursuit of opposing players and consistently shows a good first and second step off the line of scrimmage. So there you go. There's about the a great dive in, about as good as you can get analysis of the type of player Florida's getting in Cameron James right here. Man, I was so excited. I forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode, Miles Graham commits to the Gators, of course, as well. Just realized that. We'll get into his commitment coming up before we sign off here on this episode. But backtracking back to this class of 2023, busy weekend for the Gators. Three commits along the defensive line. Just read you the analysis of Cameron James, what he brings to the table. And when it's all said and done for this weekend, well, I say all said and done. Who knows? Who knows? And this is some crazy momentum right now for Florida. I know there's a couple targets out there we're all still looking for, namely Dijon Johnson. Maybe when will he come on board, if he'll come on board. So I sit here and say when it's all said and done, but maybe not. Who knows? Crazy momentum going on for Florida right now. And with that momentum, Florida vaults up into the top 10 of the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Right there at number 10, the 10th ranked class, jumping Penn State, one spot behind Miami. The Gators now with 20 commits, 18 four-stars. I know that four-star's been widened a bit, but still... Everybody else has, or is going after these same players as well. And Florida's right there about 90% of the class being four stars right now. 18 four stars, two three stars, 17 commits from the state of Florida. And a good buddy EH had shared on Twitter, you know, there's about a five, five, six hour driving distance from Gainesville, and that's where all the commits have come from, within a five, six-hour driving radius. 17 from the state of Florida. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So add James from today, the 188th overall player in the country on 24-7 sports. Collins yesterday, top 70 player. Will Norman yesterday as well, 143rd. You add those guys to the defensive front class. I'm going to keep it going here as we have the previous couple episodes as well. But you add TJ Searcy to the class previously committed to the Gators already. 159th ranked player. Edge rusher Isaiah Nixon may be more of an outside linebacker, but for right now, labeled up there on the defensive front, 205th ranked player. And the Gators also had the 255th ranked player committed to them in Gavin Hill. Once again, filling need with great 
talent. The average ranking of that group I just listed for you is 170. You beat Alabama for Collins. You beat Georgia for James. This group has it all. When you were looking for a positive direction for recruiting, this group has it. This group encompasses the whole class right now. All three of these defensive linemen that committed this weekend are in the top seven of Florida's class right now. And add in TJ Searcy, and four of the top seven are defensive line recruits. Big position of need for the Gators. And not only did they need to get good players, they needed to get a number of good players. Build some depth. Don't walk into a situation like Florida's walking into this year up front. Good start by Billy Napier. Good identification of, a, of an issue and going and getting it fixed. That's, that's what recruiting looks like. With a plan. I mean, this class has 20 commits. And we're still three weeks from kickoff versus Utah. I mean, Florida's going to be able to be selective here, moving up. There's going to be no reaches going into early signing day, national signing day like in the past. Florida's building this class the right way. Shout out to Coach Spencer for this haul over the weekend. A lot of the other staff members as well. Napier, of course, too. Patrick Tony, the defensive coordinator. I mean, this uh, it, it, it's hopping right now for the Gators. And a great feeling <laughs> as a Gator fan. Um, whether you think we put too much emphasis on recruiting or not, this is what it's supposed to look like. And this is why, you know, we were so frustrated. Now, and I hate harping on it, and I hate going back to some of the negative, but this is why we, we kept – it should not be as hard as it was to recruit at Florida. If you're doing it the right way, this is what it looks like. You know, and, and if you want to go by player or recruiting rankings when it's all said and done, Florida's probably going to hover in that 7 to 10 range. They're going to be grouped in with a lot of schools in that same range as well. But, you know, Florida finishes in that. We, we've been talking about this on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. If Florida finishes in that 280 range, that would have been good for, like, sixth place in past recent recruiting cycles. 280 may only get you to, like, 10th place this year. So look at it that way. You know, th- it is elevating. A lot of other schools are elevating at the same time. And I don't think that group of you having, what is it right now? You have Penn State, Miami, Tennessee in that area, throw in Oklahoma uh, as well, LSU. That's group in the end. Some, some schools are going to rise to at the same time. But when you get done on early signing day, national signing day, there may not be much of a, much of a gap at all between those group of schools I just mentioned. There may be a couple more as well. You know, is, that, uh, is, that a, is that an effect of... Name, image, and likeness, playing more of a fact and, and, and spreading talent out a little bit, taking it from the top. I mean, you, your top schools are still there, you know, but we, we see it now. Florida's getting more blue chips, more of those top guys. And in the end, we'll have to see where those, you know, Texas A&M's class last year was rated so high. Not sure the top gets there this year. We'll have to see where it goes. We're starting to see more talent sprinkled in throughout the top 10, top 12 range instead of just at the very, very top. Some storylines there to kind of keep looking for as we look at recruiting. 
All right, before we go, not a whole lot of info here, but hey, we got to fast forward to 2024 a little bit. Let's do it right here. One more time, Gator Nation, we got to commit and let's move forward to 2024 legacy. Miles Graham commits to the Florida Gators. Yes, he is the son of former Gator running back Ernest Graham back in the early 2000s. And look at the ranking and all the info to come along here with Miles Graham. He is a four-star on both the 24-7 sports composite and the on three consensus. He is the 52nd rated player overall on the 24-7 sports composite and the number two linebacker in the country. On on three consensus, he is the 45th overall player and the fourth ranked linebacker in the country there. 6'1", 212-pound linebacker from Atlanta. Played a sophomore season at Naples, Florida, where his father, Ernest, was the head coach. Got snaps on both sides of the ball, working at linebacker and running back. Totaled 130 tackles, eight pass breakups, two forced fumbles, and an interception on defense. On offense, he averaged 8.8 yards per carry, totaling 595 rushing yards and five scores. Eclipsed the 100-yard mark twice, helped the Sentinels make the first round of the Sunshine State's 2A playoffs, earned the News Press first-team all-area honors, transferred to Atlanta Woodward Academy this upcoming junior season. Thanks for that summary there from 24-7 Sports, but lets you know the type of athlete Florida's getting right here with Miles Graham. Can't be overstated. I mean, right now, he'd be the highest overall recruit Billy Napier's recruited so far at Florida. And then going to his third class, that 2024 class. But currently, right now, looking at Billy Napier's transition class, the current class, the bump class we're in right now, and next year's 2024 class, Graham is the highest rated. Would he be? Let me make sure about that. While I, while I got that going, I believe he would be. I got to see. I got to make sure I'm right about that while I'm sitting here because where was Kamari Wilson? 44th. So never mind. Kamari Wilson would be the overall highest, so let me correct myself. That that pinged in my head as I was sitting there thinking about that. Uh, Cormani McLean in this coming up class may, you know, um, may shatter that when it's all said and done. But Miles Graham would definitely be up there. But I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to shun Kamari Wilson like that because that popped in my head. I was like, no, he may have been higher, but it would have been, you know, pretty much in that same area right there in that 40-50 range was Kamari Wilson. So, Miles Graham, for now, the second highest. And, look, I don't spend too much time. Don't look too forward in recruiting, especially with a class that's not the next one, not the one we're really focusing on. But with him being a legacy, him being on campus as much as he has been in the last few months, you know, if if one commits, I'll definitely cover it and we'll, and we'll, you know, we'll talk about it. But that one... This one's probably a little different because of the situation of being Ernest Graham's son. 
just now getting up to Atlanta, has been in the state of Florida. Uh, the connection there, of course, too many connections to ignore this one. And also just going along with all the recruiting momentum Florida has right now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mean, getting elite 24 kids in early, it's... I know we can roll our eyes and say it's too far away, but at the same time, as I've said many times, elites want to play with elites. And if you start building the class early, because in the grand scheme of things, are there a lot of commits? Yes, in the grand scheme of things, percentage-wise, once you get a kid committed, more than times than not, they stay committed. No matter when they commit. Unless a coaching change happens or something like that, you know, this should be a pretty good indication what we've seen lately on the recruiting trail. And now what we've seen to kickstart kick the 2024 class. I mean, this is Billy Napier's first commit for the 24 class. What we're seeing right now is a great start to that. And as I keep saying, elites want to play with elites. So this is going to get a lot of 24 kids who Billy Napier's building those relationships with right now noticing, well, hey, look, start looking at that class, and there's, there's Miles Graham right there. And not only is it big for that 24 class, but in a way big for this 23 class too because linebacker recruiting, you know, as good as, as recruiting has been this cycle, as it did or did not take off like we wanted it to. Big commit from Jaden Robinson this past week. Glad to have him in the fold. Another four-star to add to the 23 class. But we, we can all admit you know, there were some misses there at linebacker early in this class. Grayson Howard going to South Carolina. Lewis Carter committing to Oklahoma. And we'll see if Florida can get and flip one of those guys. And then we're sitting there saying, okay, great rebound. Way to, way to come back around on linebacker recruiting. But now you can at least go and point towards 24 and it might be a legacy, and that may have helped a bit, but you know what? You couldn't mess it up. And Georgia just lost a legacy running back that was committed to Alabama. You know, so this was the, a lot of legacy did help Florida. You know, it sometimes guys want to go and, and build their own brand, want to build their own legacy. But right here, right now, linebacker recruiting off to a great start in 2024. Overall recruiting in 2024 off to a great start with the commitment of linebacker Miles Graham. And we'll get back into him, you know, usually start peeking at the, at the next class when signing day is all done for this current class, and we'll peek ahead to the next class. So we'll circle back around on, on Miles Graham. He'll have this season coming up. We'll have a lot more on him. What did he do his first season in Atlanta? A lot more to look forward to there, Miles Graham, in the 2024 class, but... Great start there and great momentum right now for the current class, the 2023 class for the Gators. That is now a top 10 class. So right, let's go who pick at some of these comments right now. Let's see. All right, a lot of them. <laughs> so uh, let me try and catch up 
Chris Witts. Napier's building a wall around Florida, telling everyone to stay out. Hey, look, what did, um, I mean, I know it's nothing new, but one of my big areas of stress when you reset recruiting with a coaching change, what do you need to do better than the previous staff did? And that was lock down the state of Florida better, get better top-end talent from the state of Florida to stay home. You got the numbers there. The higher profile is starting to circle back around and come back into Florida, Florida's class. Keep it going, of course. We know all the target, Kamani McLean, the biggest target out there right now for the Gators. Hopefully he gets caught up in all this recruiting momentum and all the good mojo that's surrounding Florida right now where he just wants to come in the fold. Dijon Johnson, of course, all the storylines there. No, no need to rehash that, but maybe soon him in the class are two great cornerbacks, defensive backs there from the state of Florida that hopefully you can add to this class coming up. Aiden Mazzell, receiver. That one's in the fold already. Andy Jean, a lot of people expect that ranking to, to, to come up for him. But absolutely. I mean, building a wall around Florida was probably priority number one. Because if you take care of that, the top end of your class is going to take care of itself at the same time. We all know that. I'm not breaking news. I'm not telling you something you don't already know, but it should be stressed. Those things are, are paired together. You take care of the state of Florida, you'll be okay at the top of your class at the same time. Chris Witt also saying Gators the hottest team in the nation right now. Absolutely. And if you're... I'm a big fan of Josh Pate on 24-7 Sports and his podcast. And a couple weeks ago, he admitted, okay, maybe he wrote off Billy Napier in Florida recruiting too soon. Well, you can best bet. I think he even tweeted about it on Saturday. He's got a national show. And you best bet Florida's going to be, I think he has a Sunday night show. When he comes on tonight, on Sunday night, you can best bet this weekend in recruiting for Florida is going to be one of his topics he hits on. I mean, absolutely, Gators are the hottest team in the country right now on the recruiting trail. Matthew Walker brings up a good point, something I have brought up as well. Florida State right now is getting embarrassed by a first-year SEC head coach. And not only that, getting embarrassed by Miami at the same time. And, you know, and for Miami right now, it has been more a national approach. Mario Cristobal using his relationships that he built at Oregon, bringing some of those guys to, to help build Miami's class. But right now, it is Florida. It is Miami in the state. As you look at recruiting rankings in the top 10 right now, Miami number nine, Florida number 10, and I don't even know where FSU is. Are they still in like the 20s or somewhere right now? Let's go. Let me look at it. But that is, a, that is another storyline. I mean, they have not been able to take advantage of a coaching change. They have not been able to really just sell a lot of hope there. I mean, Florida can sell hope. I mean, that's part of a bunk class is you haven't hit the field yet, so you can sell a little bit of hope. You can sell a turnaround, but you, I mean, you've got to be a good recruiter at the same time. And FSU has not been able to sell that. If you look at it right now, they are 26th with 13 commitments. Six four-stars, seven three-stars. And I know their outlook is, I mean, they're not fighting for a lot of the same players Florida and Miami are right now in the state. 
and on the national level. They're just not. I mean, Kermani McLean is thought to be Florida, Bama, Miami, probably outside looking in there. For, you know, one of the top targets in the state right now, I mean, Florida State falling even further behind. And I know they beat Miami last year on the field, and we'll see where it goes. Of course, you know, this is only half of the battle, a big part of the battle. But eventually, you know, this, this pays dividends, and they cannot sit here. Now, they'll probably finish higher than where they're at, but they're not going to be, they're not pushing for a top 10 like Florida and Miami are. So this is the team we play every year in the ACC, and if they can't, if they're going to fall this far behind Florida, you know, well, good news for the Gators. <laughs> Everybody hit that like button if you like what you're hearing right now here on this episode of Gators Breakdown, breaking you every, every commit episode. Fighting Gators says the future of the defense is looking great. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, just on defense alone. I know I've just concentrated on the defensive line. But if we go to this commit list, Kelby Collins on defense, Will Norman, TJ Searcy, Jakeem Jackson, Jordan Castell, Isaiah Nixon, Sharif Denson, I mean, Cameron James. I mean, you have listed off names right there. I mean, Gavin Hill, Aaron Gates, Jaden Robinson. Pretty good list there for the Gators on the defensive side of the football. Let's see. The lowest rated is Jaden Robinson. He's 378th ranked player in the country. He's the lowest rated defensive player for, the, for, for Florida. Floor has absolutely been raised in Gator recruiting. And lowest is Tyree Patterson, the wide receiver, 823rd ranked player in the country. Bryce Lovett, 604 along the offensive line. Then you get a big jump. Creed Whittemore is 407. That's the lowest. So, floor is definitely being raised in this Gator class. All right. I see all the mustard comments, of course, in relation to Dijon out there. So, yeah. I hope that one's coming soon, guys. I know... I know uh, we've been kind of waiting on that one ever since, what, week before Friday Night Lights? So it's been three, three weeks or so. Um, let's see. Let me try and get a couple more. I'll come back around. Money Green says shout-out to Katie Turner. Absolutely. Uh, you got to make um, these visits a whole lot of fun for recruits. That new facility opening up today as well. Going to be even better. A lot more to sell. But... Big time, Bree Wade, of course. Shout out to her too. All the, I mean, just everybody right there. I mean, I, I told you guys being around all this on Friday Night Lights how different it felt, and I was trying not to have orange and blue glasses on. I was trying not to be so homer with that take. You guys know I I, I, I pride myself on being fair. I mean, I'm fair in my mind. I hope I'm fair in your mind as well. I was hoping I wasn't getting caught up in all the hoopla and stuff, but I think we we are starting to see how this staff operates and the effect of how this staff operates. It's paying off. It is paying off. Just a few more weeks, and we'll get to see it all on the field, but we know where it starts, and Gator's the hottest team on the trail right now. 
Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. And Joby Mitchell says, yeah, Pate's already been bragging today about saying we are on fire. Yeah, so I'm I'm saying Josh Pate's probably got the top national podcast out there as far as college football goes. And all the positivity that should be coming Florida's way on that should be noted. Should be noted for sure. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown, everybody. Let me uh, try to enjoy the rest of my weekend. (laughs) If something else happens, it will probably be a late-night episode. Uh, I will say I don't think anything's going to, uh, so I will put it, uh, I'll leave it there. Uh, But if it does, expect a pretty late-night episode, like last night, uh, of course. So trying to get back. My daughter goes back to school tomorrow. Going to try and enjoy the rest of the day with her uh, before she has to go back to school and family, all that stuff. So... Good news on the recruiting front for the Gators in this 23 class along the defensive front this weekend and a big, big time kickstart for the 2024 class in Miles Graham. I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SCC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>